0: Titus, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the SK system, your majesty.
1: The inhabitants refer to it as the Ring Power Hour. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay, Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Podcast to End All Podcast, the absolute pinnacle of podcast perfection, hail, big, power, hour. You might notice that my voice is a little less, but it's going to be made up by my special guests. That is Rick Morgan and Mark Allison. You guys ready to make this thing go? Oh, yeah. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, boys? What's up, boys? (laughs) Look. I will give these two guys a run with any other podcast out there for energy, for knowledge, and for ready-to-go because we are going to make the podcast that makes you want to go watch the movie that we are selling to you today.
1: You ready to go? Are you ready
0: to go? Are you ready to go? Because I'm ready to go. I
1: think that uh, this would be a wonderful opportunity to go, as one would say. Damn (laughs) skip We are full of energy here today.
0: Oh, uh, We're going to cover 1995's Demon Knight, yo! Demon Knight!
1: I love me some Demon Knight.
0: <laughs> so
2: let me say right now, and I'm yeah. going to save this for the podcast, but I'm also going to say it here. Tales from the Crypt, you know it for your TNA, for your HBO pseudo Tales from the Dark Side anthology horror spectacular but what we got right now is we got a movie that defied all expectations and that was tales from the demon Night*. i'm excited to cover it true that true that
0: yep i believe and i'm I'm trying to recollect here but i believe we went and seen this together right
2: if we didn't we should have
0: i think we did i think we saw this in the theater together
2: It would have been about the right time, because we all work together at this time, and if we didn't, then we still totally should have, and if we did, then it was as much fun as it's going to be when you, for the first time, dear listener, go out and you find Demon Knight and you watch it, because our recommendation is solid gold on this one. Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight is 100% every bit the storyline it should be. It is every bit exceeding what you expect from from Tales from the Crypt, and it, it is also full of star power and excellent writing. And I will stake my reputation as a podcaster that this is the movie that you will watch and you will say, I can't believe I missed this because Hail Ming was absolutely right. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm That's talking about. do this. <laughs> but you know, before we get into this, we absolutely 100% have to pay for the time machine because we go back to the time that it was fresh and new. And uh, when we pay for the time machine, we have to have sponsors. So, are you guys ready with some sponsors? No, I'm ready. Yeah. Absolutely. Fantastic. I, I know I have a little sponsor spot. You know, they insisted that I record something. So, mine is going to be a recording. But I, I know you guys also have some sponsors that are every bit as important as my pre-recorded spot. So, what you guys got?
1: Well, okay. Go well, ahead, Mark. I've got a sponsor. It's a uh, a new action movie themed restaurant the action eatery you get to watch your favorite action films and have great food such as chicken impossible tenders steakins (laughs) hot fuzz sundays, raiders of the lost tots john wick and fried steak tango and crab cakes (laughs) (laughs) mccucumber sandwiches but please whatever you do Avoid the dirty, hairy burger.
0: Oh!
1: <laughs> oh, I got
2: to say that uh hot fudge Sundays number one super guy. Wonderful,
0: Wonderful. What Rick? Mine's not near as cool as that. I just basically got a two-word sponsorship. It just says Brian's Dildos. <laughs> That's
2: all I got. <laughs> <laughs> Brian still does number one super guy. <laughs> number, one, number one super
0: guy. <laughs> That's
2: fantastic. You know what? You know. I don't know that I would trust anyone other than Brian <laughs> to supply me with a fake phallus for
1: entertainment, enjoyment, or partner satisfaction. You know, on that note, I do have one other sponsor. Uh, we actually picked it up on. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> we actually picked it up on the last show. It was uh, uh, John Holmes' prophylactics. Uh, yeah, it's, you right. know they don't fit, but it makes you feel good when you take them up to the counter. <laughs> I'm disappointed
2: that John Holmes' prophylactics is too much, too many syllables for me to sing with the Hong Kong Phu-y theme. But J- I understand. H-P- you know we watched Number King Cobra. <laughs> And let me just say that if you listen to the King Cobra and enjoyed the King Cobra episode, that has no bearing on our current episode because this is actually a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rick, I apologize uh, right. to have to lean on you, but I, I did pre-record. You know
0: my uh, hey, no my problem. Sponsor,
2: right. you ready for it? I'm ready. Danny Bennett here from the Hail Ming Power Hour, and I'm here to talk to you about Ernesto and Bob's virtual internet. In today's world, the big guys would have you believe they are your only road to the information superhighway. Ernesto and Bob's virtual internet is here to tell you otherwise. A skilled VIN technician will arrive at your home, case the joint, and install a cardboard box with one of three images affixed on one side with Elmer's glue. What kind of monthly hit will your bank account take for a continuous, no-interruption beach scene, placid city skyline, or classic blue to enjoy? Great news. Only a single payment of eight ninety nine ninety five, and if you call now, you'll get it. That's Ernesto and Bob's virtual internet. Call now, toll included. One two three four five six seven eight nine one. Don't miss it. (laughs) Ernestos and Bob's. (laughs) Ernesto, it's it's a virtual internet. It's not actually the internet, but you, you don't have to worry about like loading or or pop-ups, or any of that stuff. It's
1: just the internet, the way you want
2: it. The image you want, 100%, 24
1: hours a day. You know, we had a little trouble getting the recording going this morning. I think that's because we were on Ernesto and Bob's.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I've met both both Ernesto and Bob, and I'll tell you, they're kind of shady. But please, go ahead and use their service, because they're paying us money.
0: All right, so uh, do we want to jump into what did you watch? Yeah. We ready for that? Why the hell not? Yes. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. You watch. <laughs> <laughs> you watch. Oh, that's the wrong one. What's <laughs> the last one? We're doing everything backwards here today, folks. Yeah. You. We got. We got to have time for the actual show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who wants I'll to go. go? I watch nothing. Okay. Oh.
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> I'm going to break the uh the fourth wall here and say I know you guys are lying cuz both of you guys have told me how you felt about Shazam so I didn't watch Shazam. And <laughs> and I didn't watch Shazam, but um I watched the movie.
0: <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I got to check out this documentary but about uh, legendary director Richard Rupture, who, who uh, studied under <laughs> Cecil B. <laughs> Cecil B. Cecil. <laughs> all right, I got to get serious. <laughs> Richard Rupture. <laughs> who studied under Cecil B. DeMille back in 1948, and he was struck by a logging truck and was bedridden for the rest of his life. And Steven Spielberg went and stayed all week with him. To do an interview, well, Rupture was talking about the golden years of Hollywood. <laughs> <You're snorted. laughs> talking about the golden years of
2: Hollywood. You snorted. I heard you. You snorted while you were laughing. That's awesome. And
0: then uh, talking about the golden years of Hollywood and the controversy <laughs> that always hung around Cecil B. DeMille's neck. And uh, this this uh, documentary is called uh, <laughs> "In Bed with Dick Rupture." <laughs>
1: Ready when you are, CB. <laughs> that
2: sounds pretty exciting. I want to go see it.
0: Yeah. It was fantastic. So let's get out of this mess. That's it for What Did You Watch? That's my best place for it What did you watch? <laughs> did, you watch? <laughs>
1: did, you watch? <laughs> did you watch? Oh, oh yeah. What did you watch?
0: <laughs> Alright folks, we're gonna take New- a little short break. We'll be right back to jump into this movie, Snoochie Poochie yeah!
1: <laughs> The Hail Ming Power Hour is brought to you by Ancient Indian Burial Ground. Save a lot on property values now, pay dearly later. And Loyal subjects
0: of Mongo Like you
1: Hail Ming
0: Alright everybody Welcome back We are going to jump straight into 1995's Demon Knight And in order to do so We're going to take the old trusty Time machine back So boys you ready? I'm
2: to be. Oh yeah I'm ready And uh, I mean I, I trust this thing 100% It's a solid piece of machinery
0: Here we go I don't trust TV, it <laughs> I don't trust it I think
2: a panel's just getting on the side Wow, oh! ah, the team hey, horses knows. Making my face look like Ethel Merman <laughs> Oh yeah
0: 1995
2: Oh man, look at this place it's just like we left. Oh, there's it. that quarter I left.
0: <laughs> okay, I've seen enough. Let's go back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how can we hate
2: on 1995, though? It gave
0: us Tales for the Crypt, this Demon true. Knight. That's a, that's a great, great, great question. So, in order to get into this movie, we've got a synopsis. And they might want to elaborate on what the synopsis
1: well, is. Uh, we actually got a so uh, celebrity endorsement to do the synopsis today. Uh, we got uh, Matthew McConaughey, and he's going to be reading the synopsis for us. All right, oh, all right, all right. This here's Matthew McConaughey, and I'm here to talk about Demon Night. It's a Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> Dude, you know what? I think I prefer Tales from the Bedroom. Now, there Cordelia girl is something <laughs> fine, I tell you what. Hey there man, what's with all the harsh vibes? When foul demons run amok, it is no time for a self-indulgent flapdoodle with a crimson neck to attempt coupling. One must take one sword in hand and gouge out the eyes of evil. Only then shall I, Captain Kronos, vampire hunter, take the fair Cordelia and make love to her whilst on the discarded jacket of the fallen Matthew. Tales from the Crypt Demon Night was made in the year of our Lord, 1995. It stars Billy Zane, William Sadler, Jada Pinkett, CCH Pounder, Thomas Hayden Church, Dick Miller, Brenda Bakke, and Charles Fleischer.
0: Please!
1: Man, do we still owe Matthew McConaughey any money for this? <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, okay. I don't think so. They both sounded a lot like you, man. <laughs> okay. Man, almost twins.
2: <laughs> nice job, though. And that was a great synopsis, and it makes me want to see the movie even more.
0: <laughs> Especially that Captain When oh, yeah. he comes in. All right, I got to do it. I got to do it. So, Danny, kick us off, man. What's, what's your number one reason to watch The Awesome Demon Knight?
2: Man, I'm just going to go with the number one reason to watch Demon Knight is the number first thing that happens. You know, during the the dulcet tones of Filter playing you an industrial tune called Hey Man, Nice Shot, which was a top ten hit of the day, you have Billy Zane and William Sadler in a collision course, literally, in two cars. And this collision is 100% explosion. You know, a Camaro hits a what Cadillac And the fireball you could see for miles. I mean, I don't know if this is actually what would happen if this car hit this other car, but the explosion is something to write in the history books because it goes on for days and it happens for miles and it is an explosion for the ages. It's my 100%
1: number one reason.
0: All right, opening shot. All right, Mark, what do you think, man?
1: I'm going to touch on something Danny said earlier about, uh, you know, this is a Tales from the Crypt movie, and you expect you know, certain things from Tales from the Crypt, but I'm also going to say that if this was not a Tales from the Crypt movie, it would still be an awesome film just by itself. Uh, mm-hmm. You look at something... Now, first off, I love Tales from the Crypt. I absolutely do. The, the, the EC Comics, <laughs> the 1972 film, the show, all of it is wonderful. Uh, and But, I mean, you take a look at something like Bordello of Blood, which they did next, and when you put Tales from the Crypt, Bordello of Blood on there, you're more forgiving of that movie. You're like, uh, it's, a, it's a cheesy movie, but mm-hmm. it's a Tales from the Crypt. Hey, we're having fun. <laughs> this one, you don't even need to say Tales from the Crypt. You just say Demon Knight, and you are in for a great film with a great story. 100%. I
2: agree. Ah.
0: So... <laughs> My number one reason—I even go before the the car crash and stuff. My number one reason is uh, John Larroquette. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I totally forgot he was even in this thing, even though it's just a little cameo thing. But when I saw him, I was like, "That's my number one reason right there, man." <laughs>
2: you know, I don't know who John Larroquette slept with, or or who's um, you know, who he committed some kind of a act for to get the career that he had. But John Leguizamo shows up in more places than he belongs, you know. And this is another example of it. You know, it's actually kind of perfect for him. His uh, his career is is defined by him being in lots of sitcoms and shows where yep. he's passable, but he's not great. And um, you know, like you said, like both of you said, Tales from the Crypt. You expect some TNA, some HBO fare. You expect like a, a you know a show that's going to make you kind of. Enjoy, but not necessarily enjoy in a way that you would tell other people. You know, like, I watched Tales from the Crypt and I kind of liked it. You know, because you are embarrassed that you enjoyed the, the base nature of the horror and the sex that is that is on display. <laughs> it's <a> little <laughs> you, know,
1: <laughs> you know, for my money, John Larroquette to me will always be, and I know you know who I'm talking about. Moltz the Klingon officer from Star Trek 3.
0: <laughs> Alright, Danny, so, your reason number two!
2: My reason number two for watching Demon Knight, and it may be a little trite, but, um, it's the cougar roar, man. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, your main character's got these stars on his palm that, that line up into a circle when... when Stuff's about to go down and uh, you know you got demons that are out in the courtyard and every time something monstrous happens, there's this cougar war, this wow, oh, and it's awesome.
0: Ironically <laughs> ironically that's my number two as well. And they even get the sound bite of it right here. <laughs>
2: I mean they use the hell out of that sound.
0: I know it's all the time. It's like,
1: Which is funny <laughs> is because I never really even thought about it until you guys brought it up. <laughs> well, yeah, that's
2: the sign of a good of a good um of a good sound effect there. You know, it, it was it did its purpose and it didn't overplay its welcome. You know, it's it's yeah, awesome.
0: Man. Tattoos that move around and when they move they sound like a cougar. It's brilliant. <laughs> all right. Mark, what you got?
1: I'm going to have to go with the amazing cast of this movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, if there was a character actor that needed work at this time, they got into this movie here. <laughs> we got Billy Zane, who is just amazingly uh, dramatically cheesy, which is <laughs> hard to pull off, but he does such a great job with this. Uh, William Sadler, who's been in. Everything. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, Thomas Hayden Church. Uh, he's he's the jerk you love to hate in this movie. He's Lowell. Uh, Dick Miller again has been in everything. <laughs> yeah. If you see Dick Miller, you're like, oh, I know that guy from, and it doesn't matter what you say next because he's been in it. <laughs> That's right. Um, we got Roger Rabbit in this movie. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. If that uh, he's just a reason to watch all on its own
0: <laughs> I agree do you remember I don't know if you remember this or not maybe a little before your time but he was the bad guy <laughs> on welcome back Cotter <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean he, he was one of the bullies <laughs> he was, yeah he was a bully of the sweat hogs
2: <laughs> tell me right now uh, who is who is Roger Rabbit I didn't
1: catch this and I'm uh, not a uh, Wally the postman
0: <laughs> Wally that sausage looking guy yeah, <laughs> he's also the doctor in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh yeah, that's he runs crazy. all the tests on her, you know, to, to see if she's having deep sleep or not. Yeah. So that's insane. Yeah, I, I did not yeah.
2: realize that that was. I mean, I didn't realize he was anybody. I thought this might be his only shot at fame. To be honest,
0: <laughs> no, he's been ton of stuff. Yeah.
1: Charles Fleischer is one of those actors who gets discovered after every role he does. <laughs>
0: I have got uh, a little sound bite to go along with this one, but uh, my next reason to watch this movie is uh, car battery nipple clips. (laughs) 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 Which kind of sounds like this. Turn it it it. off! God! My nipples are smoking! (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Okay. I heard an Uh,
1: interview with uh, Thomas Hayden Church about this movie. (laughs) Uh, he's, He's talking about that scene where he's having sex with the hooker, and he's uh, got the car battery hooked up to him. He said he was doing a radio interview, and Pantera called in. It was like, dude, you were banging to our song!
0: <laughs> 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 to which he said, you're welcome! <laughs> oh. Alright, Danny, that brings it back to you, man.
2: Man, okay, so my next reason to watch this movie, I mean, there's so many reasons. But... I've got to say, you know, we're, we're going with the top ones right now. We're at the top of the show. Billy Zane, man, oh yeah. <laughs> whoever decided that Billy Zane—I and I think we said it a minute ago—the cast. Whoever decided that Billy Zane was perfect for the foil of the hero, for the prote- for the antagonist of this show there are several voiceovers that he does while he tries to um, entice people to the dark side and his, his uh, voice is so smooth and those scenes are so good it was just an excellent choice and uh, I think that Billy Zane really makes this movie you know yep. from the point where he's a, a hold, hold <laughs> <laughs> I mean he goes out in the the, uh, the yard and he does like a little a little podunk dance and then he like throws his blood out on the floor and then causes a bunch of Demons to Rise. It's a fantastic role for him, and I think he does an excellent job with it.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, well, I was telling Mark earlier that, I mean, half of my list starts off with the with the words Billy Zane, yeah. and that, Dash, whatever it is, so I'll cover those in a minute, but right now we're going to jump back to Mark. Okay, well,
1: I'm going to go ahead and expand on that, and I'm going to say learning that Billy Zane is the bad guy in the movie. Yeah. Uh, because... Uh, uh, like we said at the beginning of the movie, uh, Billy Zane and William Sadler plays Breaker. They're in a uh, car chase; one's going after the other. There's explosions. You're not really sure who's the bad guy and who's the good guy. And uh, Billy Zane comes out as a, a bounty hunter looking for uh, for Breaker. And uh, when they finally, you know, finally find him, the cops find out that you know both of them are up to shady deals, so they're taking both of them away, and Billy Zane's just like, hey, uh, come on, if you knew who I was, you wouldn't be doing this, and the cop's like, oh, we'll find out who you are, and he just stops and says, why wait? And he turns around and punches straight through the sheriff's head.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Right at that moment, everything goes bananas. (laughs) I think I deserved it. It's just such an awesome scene, because you don't, you know something's gonna go down, but you don't expect that.
0: (laughs) yeah uh my next my very next one was Billy Zane head punch, yeah. which, <laughs> which looks fantastic yeah. it still looks great uh after that was Billy Zane hold down,
2: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh
0: Billy Zane the Salesman, which is where you're talking about with the overdub stuff uh and there's one more Billy Zane when I'm gonna leave till later, and we'll see if anybody else takes it from me. Uh, but I did have Charles Fleischer demon shooter. <laughs>
2: <Yes>. <laughs> so one of the things so, that this show has, one of the things this movie does is it says, in order to beat the demons, you have to release their soul, their tortured soul through their eyes. And there's a lot of dead shot M efforts oh, yeah. in this show. Because they are shooting people in the eyes and making it look easy.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, to and his it, credit, Charles Fleischer, uh he does play a postman in this, so... You know he's going to be a great shot. Go and post him. Yeah, you say don't uh, go there, but you find out they go there in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so, in order to keep from stealing anybody else's that I already kind of know they have, I'm going to say this movie has a very Evil Dead kind of feel to it. A lot of the camera work oh, yeah. swings to some wide angles. Just the way a lot of it is played out. And to me, you kind of see other movies kind of pulled from this. And we talked about Feast being one of those that I feel like kind of took from maybe the original idea of this. Uh, I don't know, man. It, it's it's a very well put together, not serious movie. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, Danny, what you got?
2: I, well, I have a ton. <laughs>
0: and I agree with Mark. I
2: agree with Rick that we are, we are treading on the same water. But ultimately... My next reason is Deputy Shlomo. (laughs) Now you've got the sheriff, and then you've got the deputy. And he does everything you expect a wannabe alpha male deputy to do. You know, he is is Don Knotts times 10. Where he's, hey, you put that down. Hey, we're in charge here. You get away from that fire. I mean, he is 100% the dolt that you need to make your bad guy, being Billy Zane, look good. And he's the reason why the sheriff and the deputy accept him as, you know, oh, he must be a bounty hunter because they are so inadequate that when he shows up with kind of a semblance of a plan, they're willing to go along with it until the sheriff gets a call saying, hey, by the way, Billy Zane might be a criminal too. You know, they're willing to go along with him because... While they have no plan, he seems to have one hundred percent of a plan. And you know, it's hard to give him a bad rap because they're probably trying to do their job. But um you know, Deputy Slomo's over here going, I'm gonna throw handcuffs on this guy because the bald guy in the other car told me to
1: him. <laughs> what I like about him by the by the end of his, his run in the movie uh, he really kind of makes up for that too he, he steps up and it's like uh, it's really fighting off the demons there so it's like Barney Fife becomes badass
2: <laughs> true he has his uh, Drake and Vasquez scene where you know they're gonna blow up the whole tunnel to kill all the aliens you know and don't think I didn't notice that don't think I didn't notice you stole from James Cameron and <laughs> Sam Raimi but I'm, I'm okay with it I'm okay with it I'm totally okay with it
0: uh Mark, that's you, buddy. So, I'm going to go with uh
1: what I feel is kind of the the heart and soul of the characters here, uh Cordelia. Um she's the uh the prostitute that lives at the motel and I really feel like she's the most uh most tragic character and the most uh heartfelt character as well. Uh cuz nobody uh Really notices her. They just think of her as the whore, and uh, and the Billy Zane's collector character uses that to his advantage to uh, really uh, uh, take a hold of her and uh, possess her and turn her against everybody else. And it's such, but at the same time, it's such a touching scene when he's seducing her. It's right. It's. And you know, you get all this craziness up to this point, and then they hit you with this dramatic moment that really touches at your heart. And so, I thought it was a beautiful scene and really spoke to her character there.
0: Yeah, beautiful way to uh, pr- uh, you know attack people's weaknesses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> all right, uh, my next one is going to be. This should be obvious. Headless Dick Miller. <laughs>
2: Headless Dick Miller He's the 100% guy
0: (laughs) Headless Dick Miller Number one headless guy I mean that whole scene When all that stuff is going on That's just a You know You keep thinking uh, This movie's not going to get any crazier Yeah it does man It it definitely does And, And you get Dick Miller With his head ripped off It's on the ground His body's attacking the dude and then they pick up the head and slam it on a pair of antlers to poke the eyes out. That's crazy.
2: It is crazy. I mean, it is 100% crazy. And the fact that, that Dick Miller has a not-really-Dick-Miller-looking head on the floor <laughs> while his body is still attacking William Sadler is... I don't know about... like At, th- at that point of the movie, and I'm going to tell all of our listeners this, at that point of the movie, you need to start saying... I'm not going to overthink it. <laughs> because why is Danny suddenly possessed, even though it kind of took everybody kind of a choice thing, whereas he just turned the page of a comic book and suddenly he's right. possessed. Why Why is suddenly uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, or at this point Jada Pinkett, why is she washed totally clean of blood because she suddenly got under a uh, shower head for 15 seconds? Look, yeah. don't overthink it.
0: That's right.
2: <laughs> and at this point, we are just rolling with the story, and the story says she's clean. The story says Danny is possessed. <laughs> so we're rolling with the story. And the reason we're where we are is because we're rolling with the story. Because the story says that Jesus bled into some kind of a crazy artifact key, and it's cool. Okay, so... <laughs> Roll with the story, because the (laughs) storytellers know what they're doing. That's what I'm saying.
0: (laughs) All right. That that does bring it back up to you, though, man. It's your your go. I'm 100% with you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but what's your next reason?
2: (laughs) My next reason is Wally, Willie, Danny, and Frank, okay? Oh, yeah. So, you know, these writers were... Involved in writing a story that went all the way back to Genesis at the beginning of the Bible, but they couldn't be bothered with things like names. (laughs) (laughs) So you've got Wally, the post office uh, clerk who is, oh, surprise, surprise, ready to kill everybody and crazy. You got Willie, (laughs) who is the drunk who is played to a T by Dick Miller. And don't let me say for a second that I don't love Dick Miller, because I do. He is the father that I never had, and he is the character that every movie needs. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you
2: got <And> Wally, <laughs> Will, you got Danny, who shares a name with me, but he's the kid with the long hair who showed in the first scene and then shows up in the third scene because they needed a kid. Man. And you got Frank, who is the hero of the story, and the fact that Frank is his name means that they want him to be kind of recognizable as an everyday man. So you got <laughs> Wally, Willie, Danny, and Frank. right? Mm. And that is my
1: reason number three. Don't question it. <laughs> 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 All right. All right, Mark. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with world building. Because uh, Danny touched on it a moment ago with the, the key. They do a good job setting up this, this world and all the rules about it. Uh, they uh, basically uh, uh, breakers uh, telling them everything that's going on, uh, saying that uh, what happened is in the beginning of time, uh, he starts quoting Genesis uh, when everything was darkness, there were demons, and they had seven keys that controlled the powers of the universe. And then God said, let there be light, and then all the demons scattered, and the, the keys scattered, and they had to gather them back up. And they've explained that now the demons have six keys, he's got the seventh, and the only thing that keeps them away is that the blood of Jesus was put into this key. So if it, the demons touch it, it burns them. And it gets passed down from generation to generation, uh, when a new champion is chosen, they refill the the key with that person's blood, and they go over destroying the eyes to release their souls. So they they had a very clear set of rules and direction they wanted to go, which is a lot more thought than you'd put into something that you'd call Demon Knight. There. Right, so, yeah. And I think that's why, as an
2: as a flagship for the... Tales from the Crypt unfortunately the only two installment Tales from the Crypt anthology you have Demon Knight and what they did was they tried to segue that into Brimstone which is the Fox TV show about the guy who had 99 tattoos that represent 99 people who escaped hell and in order to escape hell himself he had to bring them back to hell you know, it was a good show, but it only lasted a year, and it was a, it was a testament to the fact that the people who wrote Demon Knight actually had a plan. And um, they got a platform with Demon Knight, and I'm not sure that they got the credit it deserved. Yeah. <laughs> all
0: right. So I've got uh, I've got 3 that I'm just going to put all these together right here. Okay. 1. This movie is great because it's got an exploding kid. <laughs> 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 I mean, once his head stretches out and he gets all weird-looking, like a big piece of plastic, <laughs> and uh, then, uh, you know, he just he explodes. <laughs> the kid explodes. I, at this point, it
2: becomes Tales from the
0: Crypt, where he's he yeah. is
2: page by page reading this comic, and the comic is the reality that he's living right. in.
3: Now, so like following- I said,
2: you know, he didn't actually succumb to the demon temptation, but he became a demon um, proxy, And in that case, you know, just by turning page by page, he becomes part of this narrative. You know, he attacks Decker.
0: Which makes you blow up. It makes you explode. And then on top of that, we got a flaming crotch. (laughs) Don't really know why, but we got a flaming crotch in this book. Oh, you mean the fiery,
2: like, oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Down Yeah, That's
2: weird. (laughs) That's weird. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure why they chose to do that. Like, that took digital effects. That took, like, a whole, like, writing team. Why did they do that?
0: <laughs> uh, because they and the could. One, and the one that I've, that, uh, after looking at this, this should be the number one reason for me to watch this movie. But we got the whole golden child ending of Billy <laughs> Zane on here. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I've got Sadu Noomspot takes a, a second a second screen. I mean, it is absolutely Sadu Noomspot from the end of Golden Child.
0: Tommy Tong, I, I hear your Tommy Tong. I hear your Tommy Tong. Where you next to me? <laughs> All right, Thank so you. that's pretty much it for in a nutshell for me. Thanks that's for a, bringing
2: that back. Thanks for bringing that back because like Rat plus. Golden Child, plus syllabic memory, plus a whole childhood of listening to Will Yankovic. (laughs) 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 Thank you so much. I love you so much.
0: (laughs) All right. It's your turn, man. Go ahead, Danny.
2: Holy Holy crap. It is time for me to go. I'm going to say this, okay? This movie... Please let me implore you, dear listener, to watch this movie. Because as silly as we make it, Rick is 100% right. It is Sam Raimi. It is Golden Child. It is fantastic. Rick and Mark are both 100% right that it is a great storytelling plus an anthological horror platform. You know, ignore The Crypt Keeper. Okay, (laughs) ignore the hair keeper. I'm going to say one thing here, and I'm going to elaborate. Jada Pinkett Smith. Yep. Mm -hmm. Jada Pinkett shows up in this as kind of a tertiary character who becomes the next demon knight because the writers had a plan. William Sadler, who plays Death in the second of the Bill and Ted movies. (laughs) And uh, please, please, you guys elaborate on that because that's the only thing I can think of that he's been in but he's fantastic <laughs> as as Breaker the Demon Knight he passes it on to Jada Pinkett Smith who ends up being the one to continue on the fight against demons from the time of Jesus Okay, from the time of Genesis because he mentions that when dark is replaced by light The demons need their world back and they capture six of the seven keys to continue reality in their direction and they use Jada Pinkett Smith as the next knight who keeps that from happening. She's a fantastic character. She's doing a good job as an actress and she takes on the mantle of the one who will keep darkness at bay for the next generation. And I think that that's what changes this movie from being just another horror movie into being something that's kind of a legacy. You know, it's a story that continues on from the beginning of time, and it goes on to the end of time. And it is a good versus evil, light versus darkness, fantastic movie under the guise of Tales from the Crypt, Volume 1. Okay? Okay. You've got The Crypt Keeper coming in as a terrible director, directing some ridiculous TNA film with John (laughs) Larricette. And you end up with Jada Pinkett Smith taking on the fate of the universe. Okay?
0: Then we go right back to The Crypt Keeper, though, and getting his head cut off.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. That's what makes it such a good movie, because it spans the gap from being a 100% reality versus evil thing to being a ridiculous puppet versus guillotine thing. <laughs> right? I mean, watch this movie and, and enjoy the fact that it keeps it light while it makes it very heavy. Cool. And I'll, I'll admit that, that I'm not exactly 100% involved with my faculties while I tell this, but Demon Night is a movie that takes both the the fun of an entertainment movie, and it factors it in with the gravitas of a religious movie. Yep. And I will I will say that it does that by giving you several Ken Russell style crucifixion scenes. Yeah. Where William Sadler as the Neiman Knight goes back in flashbacks to where Jesus is crucified, and his blood is captured in the key which is the MacGuffin device for this whole franchise. And it is the captured blood of the martyr that keeps the demons at bay. Okay? I want you guys, I'm not talking to Mark, I'm not talking to Rick, I'm talking to you listeners. I want you to realize that this is the fantastic voyage of writers taking a really simple venue like... Tales from the Crypt and making it into a storytelling juggernaut where they tell the Bible they tell the struggle between good and evil and they use good actors to make it into something that's enjoyable and watch this movie and realize that they have managed to take the lighthearted enjoyment of movies and the thick Premise of good versus evil, and put them together in a perfect plot. A perfect and we, plot.
0: And then we got Birdello of Blood. <laughs> and
2: then they managed to, to screw it all up with um, Corey Feltman. Feldman.
0: Corey <laughs> Feldman, yes.
2: Corey Feldman, who's like, I want a scene where I get. Isn't there a dart scene in that where somebody's throwing darts? yeah <laughs> yeah. so like they took the bordello of blood and they managed to screw it all up but ignore that and watch Tales from the Crypt was a platform for the writers of Demon Knight to actually create a really great story okay it was a platform where HBO had a lot of money and they managed to make a movie where the writers of Brimstone could create their mythology Okay, you know we talked about Nightbreed in a previous episode, and this was every bit the wonderful mythology that Nightbreed represents, put together in a fantastic religious dogma. And they were ruined by a second installment <laughs> <laughs> that had a what's his face from did Saturday Night I, Life.
0: I. Dennis Miller.
2: Yeah. Dennis Miller. Now, I'm not saying that, that Bordello of Blood was a, was an awful movie, but I am saying that if we ever cover it, I'm not going to be involved in that episode. <laughs> because, because they took everything that Demon Knight created and they crapped
1: all over it. Well, it does have one saving grace there, is that William Sadler does return for that movie. Uh, he's the mummy that says, and then... He rips her face off and eats it. (laughs) I'm going to say right now that I had no idea of that. Thank you, Mark,
2: for bringing that to my attention. But it still doesn't make me like it more. Now, I've watched Bordello of Blood, and I enjoyed Bordello of Blood for what it was. But I think it diminishes the work that was done with Demon Knight. Like, if you're looking at a movie now, you're remaking Blade Runner. Remaking Total Recall, you know, a lot of feel Phil, Philip K. Dick stuff. You're remaking that. You should be making the second installment of the Demon Knight trilogy. And make it three and then out. Three and out. Three and out. Three and out. Three and out.
1: Three and out. We shouldn't even bring up Tales from the Crypt ritual.
2: <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> so I don't know what my original premise was, but I will say that Demon Knight. Is worth watching for all of you out there listening because it is a fantastic, heavy, and liked enjoyment factor.
0: All right. Man, that, that's longer than the review <laughs> when it came out. That was good. <laughs> good job, mate.
2: Thank you. And I appreciate you guys'
1: patience.
0: Uh, all right. That brings it back to you, Mark. What
1: do you got? Yeah, like, I'm going to follow that.
0: <laughs> dude's pants.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you have an point with dude's pants. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> dude's <laughs> pants. <laughs> uh, seriously, uh, we kind of stumble over each other on this one because we all have, like, the same reasons to watch this movie. And I think we, we kind of touched on each one of them. Like, uh, like the kid Danny... Uh, he's first off, he's not useless, which is interesting for a kid in a movie because, uh, usually you got the kid, you got to protect him, and he's always causing trouble. No, uh, Danny's actually the one who takes out the demon Willie, so good yeah. on you. Uh, we got the comic book, uh, Tales from the Crypt comic book in a Tales from the Crypt movie. That's uh, pretty cool. And there's, uh, you know, uh, I know Danny's a fan of those, uh, movies in a movie and this is like yeah. a story in a story thing going on there uh, and it turns Denny into the demon and they're not afraid to kill a kid in this movie that's right <laughs> so yeah they uh, they really took what they had and they ran with it and they're like you know what uh, if it does good it does good if it doesn't do good we ha- we did what we set out to do so good on you guys <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alright, so uh, the last one I got, and I don't know if you guys watched, you know, post credit stuff, but the Crypt Keeper pops back up on the screen at the end. <laughs> Did y'all see that?
1: After the credits? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that.
0: And he pops up and says, he, li- he lies about the name of the next movie. What? <laughs> yeah. He gets on there and says, be prepared for the next... Movie coming out called I can't remember what it's called, but it's not Bordello of Blood. It was something totally different. So who I knows? Didn't know. Maybe maybe they would have had a great continuation kind of thing. You know, but then he's like, "Nah, let's do this instead." But he actually calls it a totally different thing in, at the end of the movie.
1: You know, that's interesting because I actually heard an uh, interview that um, both The Frighteners and uh, Dust Till Dawn were pitched as Tales from the Crypt movies, uh, huh. but for some reason they went with bordello of blood uh, <laughs> which kind of ticks me off because those could have been tales from the crypt man <laughs> there you go <laughs> well
2: let's look at it this way you know like demon knight exceeded expectation and bordello of blood was more like an episode of tales from the crypt so maybe yeah. they were trying to like control audience expectations with that yeah could be
1: don't know yeah.
0: but yeah y'all check that out at the end of the movie after the credits roll He puffs back up like he's, you know, Iron Man or something, and... And
1: he says, Check out the next episode of Tales from the Crypt. Dr. Detroit
0: 2, The Return of Mom. (laughs) (laughs) It might as well have been that. (laughs) Uh, I mean, Tales
2: from the Crypt 2 wasn't a terrible movie. It just was what you expected from Tales from the Crypt 1.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Alright, uh, anybody got anything else?
1: The soundtrack. soundtrack was pretty oh, yeah. cool there. I actually had that when, oh, yeah. after that came out. It's got a lot of good songs. Um, and, you know, just that opening with uh, Hey Man, Nice Shot, it's like perfect intro there. So, uh, if you get a chance, check it out.
2: Okay. I know that I've been a little verbose on this one, but I'm going to go ahead and give you one more. The characters are way cleverer than they should be. William Sadler is the demon knight, who has been so since World War I. And like I said before, they have these Ken Russell flashback scenes that are fantastic. But I'm also going to say, Jada Pinkett and Billy Zane are fantastic. Where Jada Pinkett, she covers herself in the blood of a martyr to be protected from the demon. And Billy Zane uses a shower curtain yeah. to capture her. Okay, so in the in the end game, William Sadler, the previous demon knight, is killed. And his blood needs to refill the artifact that protects the demon knight against the demons. And she manages to cover herself in his blood as he dies and Billy Zane attacks her. And she's able to protect herself because she's covered in the blood of the martyr. Again, we look at the fact that the writers are better than the sum of their parts and then creating this whole back and forth between the two of them. They're playing this chess game for keeps. Yeah. And I think that it's worth mentioning that, you know, it could be a Tales from the Crypt. Oh, by the way, let's add some more boobs like we did in the second uh, Dick Miller scene, you know. Hey Dick, drink some alcohol, come join us. You know, they could do that, but instead they choose to have kind of a back and forth between Billy Zane and Jada Pinkett. That is is excellent. It's a really good back and forth. It's a really smart hero and it's a really good villain. And I wanted to mention that.
0: Alright. Cool. Bet you, Mark.
1: Well, now that you say it out loud. Knowing we could have had more boobs in it is just a little disappointing, but
0: but, yeah, still a great ending. (laughs) There's a lot of boobs in this movie. That probably wouldn't work on Jada Pinkett as well as it did on Dick Miller, you know?
1: Probably not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) All right, if we ain't got anything else, we're going to move right into. Top five five lines! Top five lines! Yay! Give us a top five line, man.
1: Okay, um, I'm gonna have to go with, uh, with Billy Zane, um, doing his hoedown there. I've got an audio clip of that one there.
0: Humans! You're not worth the flesh you're printed on! This cowboy s. You f. Hoedunk, well then they're my <laughs> All you have to do is give me the goddamn key! Then we can get on with our lives!
2: Alright. This property is hereby
0: condemned. Yeah, man. That really sets the whole thing in motion right there. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Danny, what you got?
2: Alright, so the top five line that I have first which I will have to you know, censor of course. It's C C H Pounder who when offered to get her arm back, her arm is torn off by Cordelia who becomes a demon. She is given a choice to get her arm back, you know, it's on a platter, like, you know, a French cuisine item. And uh when she lifts her stump to Billy Zane, she he says, Is that a yes? And she says, No, that's me that's me giving you the finger. Hey ho. <laughs>
0: <laughs> then, he, then he says something like, "I'll come back later" or something like yeah. that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's classic, man. That's that's one of the best parts of the whole movie, too. I remember us cracking up at the theater. Uh, my first top 5 line is uh, where uh, Dick Miller is talking to the kid and he says, that's a huge bitch." <laughs> <laughs> What you you got, Mark?
1: Okay, uh, this one is uh, the collector trying to uh, make a deal with Roach to get the key. Uh, I got that one marked as uh, if it makes you feel good. (laughs) Mr. Roach, what have you got there? I want out of here. I'm looking to cut a deal. Well, let's talk about it. How do I know you ain't gonna kill me? You have my word. I mean, frankly, we've been counting on you, haven't we? The world needs more people like you, Mr. Roach. Thank you. You're welcome. Of course,
0: you don't mind if we kill the others, do you? Hey, if it makes you feel good, do it. Makes you feel good, do it. Exactly. If it makes you feel good, do it. Exactly. <laughs> it, good, do it. Uh, again, just Billy Zane, just oh, playing yeah. the ham, just perfectly, man. <laughs> Uh, alright daddy
2: alright so my next line is um one that you just did <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: yeah I agree with the po podunk line I mean I think after years of watching this movie the one thing that I look forward to the most was seeing Billy Zane Deliver that line where he is the demon who gets kicked out the window. And I'm going to say him getting thrown out the attic trap door or getting thrown out the window where he kind of slides his way through. Is it going to very Sam Raimi thing to do? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then he ends up on the other side kind of giving a little jig and saying, "Ho dunk, ho dunk, not yeah. fucker," You know, it's um, it's a great addition to the whole movie as a a whole. You know, you kind of commiserate with the enemy in this. That um, he's the protagonist, but he's also kind of likable. And then he's just looking for this seventh key. I don't know if we mentioned this, but there are six keys. And this is the seventh (laughs) one. And they're trying to find it so that they can cover the whole universe with darkness again. And um, they're back to this. So he's just kind of fighting to get the last one. And you can tell... That he is ridiculously overwhelmed with the fact that he's this close, you know? Yeah. After eons of searching, he's this close, and he almost has the last key. Yeah. So, you know that That's whole right. ho-dunk, po-dunk thing? It's it's legit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good stuff.
0: <laughs> all right, so my next one uh, comes in the scene where the, the both the, the, the two deputies come in, and they're talking, and you hear this one. <laughs>
3: See, the cops were have shot homeboy But I know better He was just chilling
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, classic scene classic.
2: Scene. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that Lamar was in this movie
0: <laughs> The little old me Lamar uh, Mark, that means you're going to end up with the last one, man
1: Okay, so Last one I'm gonna to have to go with. Uh, I'm gonna to have to go with uh, Billy Zane. I know, surprising. Uh, <laughs> and he's trying to uh, to tempt Jada Pinkett here. And so this one's uh, called I Ool uh, You.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm gonna say something to you I haven't said to t- anyone. Jolene, I. I'll... You. <laughs> Jolene, I. Um, uh, you, Jolin, do you think you could ever find it in your heart to
3: possibly mm, me? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, hey, that's that's again just another great scene, man.
1: That's just a great little character trait for him because he's a demon and he cannot physically say the word love. (laughs)
0: Uh, Everybody look out. Here comes. Rating time. It's raining time. All right. Uh, Danny, what do you give this movie?
2: Man, I give this movie five out of five. Billy Zane as Jareth from Labyrinth (laughs) because he is 100% given the smooth narrative to convince all the characters to join the whole, I'm your slave, you're my slave, reason to live.
0: All right. Marky Mark.
1: I'm going to give this one seven out of seven demon keys.
0: All right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going with uh, 14 flaming crotches. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, boy. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Keep it down. Oh. Uh, and uh, Brian Blessed, as always, my friend, what do you think of 1995's Tell Us from the Crypt Demonite? Oh, well. Who wants to live forever? <laughs> Die! I think he's a fan.
2: <laughs> I could not agree with Brian Blessed more on this one.
0: All right. Cool, folks. We're going to take a little short break. We'll be right back. Yeah! <laughs>
1: Are you on vacation in the scenic Wormwood? Then visit the Mission Motel. We've got everything you're looking for. Rooms, rooms with beds, paste that resembles some kind of food, now with ketchup, and whores. We're full of useful information for those long stays, such as East is that way, and you're looking at nothing. We've got coffee for those long nights, and whores. Up for a little exercise? You can run. For your life, from our demons. Every day is an adventure. We've got whores. What a place for a relaxing drink? Try the all-night bar with whores, located on the second level and in Uncle Willie's mind. The Mission Motel, your dream vacation awaits with whores. Hello, kitties. Thank you for calling Death Support. How may I hell you today? Yeah, hi, my name's Mark. I was working on this time machine, and I got this problem with... Wait a second. Did you say Death Support? And how may I hell you? No. So, what questions do you have to ask me today? Wait a second. Are you the Crypt Keeper? No, no. No, I'm just a hard-working stiff. <laughs> there it is again, the horror puns. You are the Crypt Keeper, aren't you? Fine. It's me. Man, I love Tales from the Crypt. In fact, my friends and I were just reviewing Demon Night. Ah, yes. That was our big Scream debut. Then there was Bordello of Blood? Yes. Not my proudest moment. Bit of a hack piece. Yeah, then you did that movie Ritual? Oh, God, yes. That that was horrible. That's That's the reason I'm working tech support now. Oh. I'm sorry, uh, no, it's okay, it's okay, um, look, your, your machine, just, just do a hard reboot on it, it should be fine, yeah, okay, um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to upset you, uh, no, no, it's fine, it's fine, um, okay, was there anything else, no, that, sorry to bother you, okay, thank you for calling death support. thank you for calling death support how may i hell you today hi there um my name's m night Shyamalan, and i was wondering if you might be interested in a project with me well what a twist <laughs>
0: All righty, people. That's going to do it for us. Hey, we hope that you uh, take the time and go check this movie again. It does deserve to be checked out again. Take the time. Take it all in. Don't take it serious. Just go along for the ride. Ain't that right, fellas? Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Man, yeah, this is just a fun ride. Um, if you're looking for uh, a good, good movie with a lot of heart, but nothing you want to think too deeply about, this is one for you just jump in yeah. enjoy
0: whole bunch of fun man.
1: check it
2: out don't over criticize enjoy it as a horror movie with a lot of adventure feel and um you know let it take you along for the ride
0: absolutely sure. well as for myself and for Danny Bennett and for Mark Allison we bid you farewell and adieu folks y'all take it easy we will check you later so long <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: what do the following things have in common? A mission turned hotel in the desert, a man on the run with a holy relic, a prostitute, a convict, a mailman, a tramp, hotel manager, sheriff and deputy, and Lowell, like tumblers in a lock. They're in for a wild night that might just determine the fate of mankind, the universe in fact. When the stars align, who has your back? we know this much, not the demons. Until next time, take care of each other, and remember, actions speak louder than catchphrases. Good night, everyone.
0: Curves by Ditto's, the Pants for Feel Good Company, a gift certificate from Maru Chan Ramen Noodles, rice Saloni. all guests receive a copy of the El Ming Home Game, thanks to the creative minds and special appearances of Mark Allison, Jeremy Finch, and Jacob Kennedy. Hail Ming is a proud member of Legion Podcasts. Check out all the great shows at legionpodcast.com. Hail Ming is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Legion Podcast. This is Dan Pardo
3: saying, good night.